Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast. Kevin Acey, Padres beat writer. I'm here with uh, my boss, Jay Posner, sports editor of the Union Tribune. If all you know about Jay is the podcast, and all you do is listen to the podcast, you think his gardeners are there 24 hours uh, a day. Uh, it's, uh, it's absolutely amazing. Uh, no noise ordinance in your neighborhood, Jay. Um, he, it, it's the most incredible thing is he only he only comes every two weeks, and he has this perfect way of arriving. When it doesn't matter what time we do this show. If we do it at 10, it's here at 10. If we do it at, at noon, we do it at noon. He's here at noon. If nope. we probably did a show at 7, he would he would show up at 7. And the only thing missing is normally when I get on a call or get into a meeting, there's usually a jet from Miramar that flies overhead as well to, uh, to add to it. So I apologize for that. It literally, <laughs> the guy was walking like toward the window where I am as soon as... The opening music started. So. Yeah, we were we were having a conversation beforehand, and it was quiet as could be. Anyway, yeah. Padres Rockies for four because, well, you may remember, it seems like an awful long time ago, but the season started late, and the Rockies were supposed to be here for two games, uh, the back end of a six-game homestand that was supposed to start the season. Those games have to be made up. And what's going to happen is twice this year when the Rockies visit, they're going to play a doubleheader. And that one of those is tomorrow. And it's a day-night doubleheader. So that'll be a nice long day at Petco. Good thing that I enjoy my job because that's going to be a long day there. Uh, But uh, starting tonight, got Joe Musgrove on the mound against uh, Chad Cool. We got uh, tomorrow, we've got, oh, Clevenger and Gore are going. Mike Clevenger and Mackenzie Gore, not uh, the Rockies pitchers. Kyle Freeland is going, and and, uh, Ryan, uh, is it Felser that is this pitching? Ryan Felser against Clevenger, Freeland against Gore. And then Herman Marquez, who I only think should win the Cy Young every year because when he's pitching against the Padres recently, he's incredible, but he's having a terrible year this year. Uh, Herman Marquez and, and Nick Martinez. What's interesting about that, Jay, is, the Padres are using a seven-man rotation right now. <laughs> I, I know it's. Uh, I, I, I keep waiting to see if they can extend it even more, uh, and and if we can have like the first eight-man rotation in in baseball. But you know, I guess it, it makes sense. Uh, I I kind of thought that they would come back with Snell um, on Sunday, but I, I guess if you do that, at some point it's going to catch up to you yeah. where both where both Gore and Clevenger are going to yeah. be scheduled to pitch. That was it. Uh, yes. On, on the same day. Although if it is a six man rotation, you know, one of them could be pitching on five days rest and one of them could, Oh my God. That's what would have happened. On, is either Gore four, or Clevenger. Pitch on four days rest. What, Gore or Clevenger was going to have to pitch on four days rest. And here's the deal with that is, Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. Except that, you know, Clevenger has spent two cents on the IL and he's coming back from Tommy John surgery and Mackenzie Gore is going to have an innings limit. So that's why they're going with the seven man for now. Plus, this starts today, starts 18 games in 17 days. Correct. That's correct. And I, I think it's also like 37 games in 38 days between now and the All-Star break. And, yep. and the All-Star break comes after 94 games this year. It's not exactly yeah. the first half, second half. It's worse. It's worse than usual. Uh you know, when it comes to that. So it's going to be a busy time now up until the break. So I, I understand how they're how they're doing this. And, uh, you know, they also have Adrian Moore home back. What, with Adrian Moore home back, if you get up Michelle Baez to like two or three innings, which you're not, but you could just do like all starters. That you would just have all starters and Taylor Rogers as your pitching staff. Um, maybe get Craig Stammen up for three innings. Um, and then just, you know, that that's all you do. But um they're not that far from that right now. But, yeah, this is what it'll be for 
they're not going to do a seven-man rotation again, but they will. So Nick Martinez probably go back into the long roll after this, and, and then they'll go. Though at some point, and I think it's too early, so I'm almost hesitant to bring it up, but at some point, you got to start looking at Blake Snell. And is he going to pitch better? Because if Nick Martinez keeps giving you a good quality five and six innings, you know, at some point, if you're having to earn your way into this rotation, it can't just be because of Blake Snell's potential that he stays in this rotation. But I I mean to feed the piranhas because that's probably a little early, but I have talked to people and it's not unfathomable that at some point they have to go, hey, Blake, pitch better. I I was just telling someone that the other day that, you know, or yesterday, in fact, if you, the six man rotation right now, you know, works fine. And, but the guy that you would want to take out of the rotation right now, it's really Gore or not Gore. You don't want to take Gore out except for when you get to the innings limit situation. But Snell and Clevenger are really the two guys at this point. And Clevenger's pitched pretty well. He's just been, you know, it's sort of been in and out because of the the health issue. And it took him so many pitches the other night to uh, to get through those three innings. But, but after the home run, he only gave up the one run. So he's been okay. But yeah, I mean, at some point, Snell's going to have to pitch more like the guy we saw at the end of last year and less like the guy that we've seen the other times. At, at least I was happy that this that today and people who aren't watching aren't going to see this, but but this week that at least we didn't run a picture of Blake Snell doing this because <laughs> he, he does he holds his head his in his hands you know all the time between pitches and photographers seem to love that. Love that shot. I was glad that we avoided that. Uh, it's a great shot. It's it's him adjusting avoiding. his hat, really. That's just right, how he does right. it. But it looks like he's saying, I suck or something. You know, that's- <laughs> and and now, it does, I mean, the one thing about pitching, one of the reasons I thought he might come back on Sunday is because it would allow him to pitch at home, where he had much more success, at least last year, uh, than he did on the road. This will mean he pitches the first game at Wrigley Field on Monday night. Um what that means or what he's done there or anything. I, I don't, I don't know. And I don't, I'm not sure it really matters, but that was the only reason why I thought that Snell might pitch Sunday was because it would put him, um, it would put him at Petco, but this, um, you know, look, as long as the Padres keep pitching like they're pitching, um, you know, with the exception of what was it? Monday night's uh, Monday night's game. Um, they're going to be in every game. And, you know, they're not going to win every game, but they're going to have a chance to win almost every night. And the odds are most of the time they're going to come up with enough offense. And they and they certainly did in these last couple of games we saw against the Mets. Uh, but that's that's what this team is right now. And we've talked about it almost all year. The starting pitching is what's going to carry this team. And as long as they keep pitching well and there aren't too many signs that they're not going to, then they should be in pretty good shape you know, going, uh, going through the season and Jeff's one more thing Jeff wrote today about, you know, the, and you've written about it before the bullpen is the beneficiary of this. You know, they threw them uh, so many innings last year, top two in baseball. I think it was this year they're bought, you know, they're in the bottom part of, uh, of, of the league. And that, that should help going forward as we get into the summer and maybe guys get a little tired, have a little dead arm that they'll still have that, you know, that situation. And, and you look at the bullpen, they've got guys coming back. Um, yeah. You know, Morhone, obviously the first one to come back. So from a pitching standpoint, it seems like they have some pretty good depth right now. 
Yeah, if, uh, if one of the guys, Jose Castillo, uh, Michelle Baez, is effective, well, that's a huge bump. Uh, both of them have the chance to be really effective. Sure. Uh, uh, Drew, Drew Pomeranz, as long as he's healthy, which is the only question, when he's been healthy, he's incredible. He's one of the best relievers in the league. Now, all you're going to ask for him, ask from him this season is half a season. No, you got to feel pretty good about that. Uh, Pierce Johnson has been pitching really well or was pitching really well. And uh, you're going to expect him back in the second half. And it's like, no, not all those guys are going to come back and be fantastic. But that's some pretty good options to choose from. And so, yes, uh, they are in fantastic shape as far as their pitching goes. And at some point, look, Blake Snell is so incredibly talented. Um you're just not going to give up on him just just yet. It's just that you have so much pitching. At some mm-hmm. point, these guys' words about like doing whatever it takes to help the team win, I, I don't care who you are. If, they're, if all seven of them were pitching at a Cy Young level, they are not going to have a seven-man rotation. Some of these guys are going to have to start pitching out of the bullpen. Right, right. And it, and so, exactly. And it, it takes you to the other side of the ball, so to speak, which is which is the offense. And, you know, guys, certain guys are coming around now. Certain guys are going the wrong way. Uh, Manny Machado, you know, he, he might go the wrong way for three nights, uh, four nights, whatever it is. And then he, he comes up um, with some big hits like he did against the Mets. I mean, the, the, I, I thought that ball he hit to dead center the other night might just put a hole in the wall. Um, you know, it wasn't it wasn't hit quite far enough to get out, but but just slammed into the wall and and uh, continues to, you know, to do what he's done. Uh, all, all year long. Um, Jake Cronenworth, you know, you had written that he was showing signs of coming out of it. He said he was coming out of it and he's been great over the past, uh, over the past week or so. Trent Grisham shows some signs of, uh, you know, of coming out. Um, Eric Hosmer is going the wrong way. Um, I, I think, I, you know, I think he's had three extra base hits in the last, I don't know, three weeks, four weeks, something like that. You know, his overall numbers look very good. He got the hot start. The question is, where does he level off? And at this point, we don't know. He was really good, and lately he hasn't been really good. So we'll see, you know, we'll see what happens. The other infield position, minus Tatis, is it's probably mostly going to be an offensive black hole most of most of the time. Although the other night, uh, Kim and Alcantara were on base a couple times, got a couple hits, and and so that it's sort of a bonus. They, the, the defense is... Is good, and you know it's like you keep keep having to remind myself they need help offensively. Fernando Tatis is coming back; he's their best offensive player. He's one of the best offensive players in baseball. And assuming, big word, assuming that all goes well with his rehab, and he's and he's still coming along, and he's going to play, like I we've talked about before. I don't expect to see him before. It, to me, it's a bonus if he's back before the All Star break. But that still leaves you know two and a half months before the playoffs. And yeah, you'd like to see a little more production in the outfield, but are you going to trade some pitching to do that? Do you want AJ Preller trading for hitters? You know, those are a couple big questions right there. Their outfielders are um, collectively not the worst, but they're close enough in terms of OPS, <laughs> basically every offensive number. Certainly yeah. the lack of power is, is terribly troubling. Uh, you know, Jerickson Profar is doing everything you could possibly 
ask of Durex and Profar. He is not the problem. Like, remember, that's what we, that's what I was writing about. That's what everyone was talking about was how left field was going to be a problem. Jurex right. and Profar <laughs> is not. And, and if he can even hit close to this level for the rest of the season, that that is absolutely amazing. Um, that, that what was expected versus what, Jerickson Profar has become like finally reaching what, you know, made close to what he was supposed to be. Um, But your, your power numbers uh, out of right field, uh, Will Myers got to get healthy and then he's got to hit and we haven't got there. He maybe was getting close to it and then he got hurt. So yeah, that is a problem. I still say that they're going to try to get someone there, but I've tried to word it when I've written about it as is not going to, you know, they're not going out to get uh, Juan Soto. It's just it's just not going to happen. Well, and that's and that becomes the issue is then you you know who are you getting? Who and, are you getting? What are you giving and, up? You know, are you getting Ryan Ludwig two point or you know Adam Frazier? These guys that we've been through before that we've seen come here and and not really accomplish anything. Um, you know, Luke. I didn't mention Luke Voigt is a guy who who is, seems to be coming around uh-huh. as well, and that's a guy that you know maybe can add some more pop when you talk about needing needing power um you know the catching position hasn't been great uh offensively alfaro's been okay uh nola is, is to me is still a disappointment um you know at least uh, at least offensively a, a rather big disappointment i guess you would you would say now that i see that his ops is 550 um so um yeah you would like to see more offense but it's kind of a big thing. I mean, what are you choosing between? And we, and I'm sure we're going to talk about this for two months or, you know, almost two months before the trade deadline. How much pitching are you willing to give up to get a hitter that, how much is that hitter going to add to your lineup? Especially once Tatis is back uh, and, you, you know, you know that you're already going to get him. And my feeling is I saw enough of Vince Velasquez and Jake Arrieta and a worn out bullpen last year that I'm willing to put up with um, the outfield that they have right now. Hope that Trent Grisham comes around. Hope that Profar stays, you know, where he is. Hope that a combination of Myers and Azokar and uh, Mazzara can produce enough in right field. But, man, giving up pitching right now, I, I just – why would you do that? Yeah, there is an abundance of relievers, but – which relievers like who are you getting rid of what and and like are there i'm sorry there could be a, a, an abundance of relievers they don't have an abundance right, right now but there there could be but and which starters and and which ones are going to bring anything i mean it really well, yeah these trades who are, you are possible i just don't know which one is right and i also don't know who's out there that yes on the day of the trade people are going to be yeah they did something right on <laughs> i don't know which, which guy is worth it well, which one of those relievers are you get or is worth anything? You know, well, if you want to get if you want to get rid of a reliever, it's probably because he's not doing very well. Um, well, you're packaging. So, you're 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 not getting. Uh, you're not sending one of these relievers away for the kind of player you're. Well, you're of course. About. But so then, are you trading Robert Hassel for one of those guys? Right. That and that's what teams that are willing to trade with you now are interested in. Right. Is prospects. So especially this time of year. And, and, and the Padres probably have some, I mean, look at Estieri Ruiz, right? Uh He's killing it. He could be up here soon. If like Mazzara doesn't produce or, you know, Grisham, you know, weren't getting hot. Um, But he also could be traded because, you know, they, they're, 
they that could be one of their people that they could actually get something for. Um, so I guess probably- I, I, I guess I have so little trust right now in the acquisition of a bat that I, I would almost rather see Ruiz um, see what Ruiz can do and and you know CJ Abrams. And then I you're not giving that. up something. Right. right. And I don't feel like I'm giving up something to get another guy that's not going to do anything. Look, if um, CJ Abrams can hit, they'll find a spot for him. Um, they're going to run into something there eventually because they, they really do believe that he's an infielder. They, they moved him to the outfield for one game, if you notice. I think it was yeah. only one. Um, and then he's been back in the infield. Uh, that doesn't mean they've given up on that, but he's got to be able to hit. He's got to be able to hit the breaking ball. It's, it, it's not happening now. Um, so it would be Ruiz probably at this point to see what he can do uh, because he's been tearing it up everywhere. But I, I'm with you. I just, I don't really know. Well, it seems like they have an abundance. I don't really know what any of it gets them. So right. in terms of, and especially you, Jay, everything you're saying about not having the faith about trading for a bat history backs you up and recent history. We're not holding Kevin towers or uh, Jed Hoyer against AJ Preller. We're talking oh, no. about recent <laughs> history. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I bring up Ludwig just because it's such an easy yes. name. To, it comes to mind. That's not on AJ Preller that uh, that they traded for Ludwig. But um, I, I just think I would rather I would rather keep my pitching in order and and not have to do too much. And then also, I'm not sure what you're. You know, again, like you said, you're trading prospects. There aren't that many guys on the farm that are you know sort of ready made to come in here and fill and fill holes. But I don't necessarily want to start trading away a pitcher, even a starting pitcher, because if you're tra- even if you trade in one of those guys who's going to be a free agent at the end of this season, what are you getting in return for that? For that, you know, no, no, another guy who's going to be a free agent, right? right. So I, I just think it's starting. We've talked before. It's it's easy to say, got to get help, got to get help, but at what cost is the help, and are you better off? where you are now, uh, you know, with this team that is um, 30, what, 35 and 22 and and playing pretty well and, you know, still has maybe the best player in the league coming back in a month or so. Fathom this because it's unfathomable. Trading <laughs> for Fernando Tatis Jr. in the middle of a season. It's just impossible to do. You, you can't do it. This talk about Juan Soto. Who was getting Juan Soto? What were you giving up for Juan Soto? And to get Fernando Tatis Jr., I think we all sort of forget about it. I think we all forget about how incredible that is that they are going to add this player to their roster. So Yeah, I mean, I, I was watching the game the other night, and I was at the one game I went to. They were up 11 nothing, like in the fifth inning, and they were running around and hitting the ball all over the place. And I thought, wow, this is pretty exciting. And the most exciting player isn't even here. I, yeah. I mean, he's here, but he's not playing. Uh, he shows up on videos on the scoreboard and he shows up on, in the dugout and that sort of thing. But uh, it, it is, as you said, a, a huge bonus to be able to uh, all of a sudden come to the middle of the season or just past the middle of the season and say, hey, look at this guy we got coming back uh, over here. So That changes I, a I, lot I, of things. Like, you know, Fernando said over the weekend, like he's looking forward to uh, playing for Melvin. You know, they could put their heads together, he said. And like, you know, Melvin would like to do a little bit more on the basis. First off, have, sometimes there's not a lot of runners. Uh, so, you know, sometimes uh, other teams know that they only have certain guys that can run. Um, 
and and but you get Fernando Tatis Jr. out there, it changes a lot of the dynamic of this team that I'm interested to see uh, yeah. how, how they do it. I'm interested to see where do they bat him if if uh, you know Profar's holding down one and and uh, Cronenworth and and now wow well is is Tatis your cleanup hitter getting far down the road? Uh, I'm I'm no no no. You're putting Machado there. No, I'm putting Tatis and Machado two three. You know how wow. I feel. You know how I feel about that. I so want those gonna, guys. It, I'm not giving up an. I'm not giving up an at bat of those two guys for for Jake Cronenworth. I'm just okay. I'm just not. And I, even Cronenworth, Cronenworth's not going to go. You know, seven for seventeen every every okay. three days or whatever. But I I am I am hitting Tatis and Machado in whatever oh. order you want. I'm hitting them. But two, not three, four. Four is too low. To me, four is too low. Okay. This is 2022. And I was just going to say, I was just going to say, this is, the, that is the thinking. I got you. Okay. Also, so, we may not have to worry as big a, uh, you know, big jerk and profile guy. We, we might not have to worry about him, you know, hitting 350 uh, <laughs> for, for the next month. So we'll, we'll see what happens when, uh, when it comes around. Yeah. I mean, just have a guy in the leadoff spot who gets on base. And, 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 and the, the point here being adding another guy gives you the length that they haven't had. There have been way too many, Austin Hedges, Carlos Asuaje type holes at the bottom of this lineup when you have a DH. And that was because they didn't have Fernando Tatis. Trent Grisham wasn't hitting. Jake Cronenworth wasn't hitting. Lately, Eric Hosmer hasn't been hitting. You know, don't be surprised if one of the guys they get, they can play at first base a, a little bit. Um, now, yeah. Luke Voigt played there very well. But remember yeah. this about Luke Voigt. This guy, since 2019, hits a homer or between 2019 and 21, I'm not sure where he's at now. Some guys have probably passed him. No one hit homers more frequently than Luke Voigt from 2019 to 21. Right. It was like a home run every 9.9 at-bats. Well, a lot less at-bats because he gets hurt a lot. So they're trying to keep him healthy. They love that he's responded to the DH position. So Eric Hosmer's taken three days off in like the last 10 days. Yeah. Eric Hosmer's in gassed. They, they, and you have Cronenworth. You have Cronenworth when play Tatis first. comes back especially – you have Cronenworth to play first base in there. That's where you can get Kim to keep him, you know, still around and and keep him fresh and get him some at bats and that sort of uh, thing. And obviously that, that doesn't hurt your defense at all. But I mean, you talk about lengthening the lineup. The other night I realized that you know Nomar Mazzara was hitting fifth and Jorge Alfaro was hitting sixth. And meanwhile, two nights in a row they beat the Mets by a combined score of twenty to two. That um, is incredible. Not that so, they beat the Mets; that it was twenty, that it was seven zero and thirteen to two. Yeah, and look, you know, we say it all the time. They could come out this weekend and they could lose three out of four to the Rockies, and and panic could, you know, envelop the streets of San Diego again. But um, for right now, based on what they've, you know, they're in a stretch now. They beat the Brewers three in a row. They beat the Mets two out of three. Uh, you know, we're we're picking things here and picking things there, but things are. Things are going pretty well, I guess you'd have to uh, you'd have to say right now. Hey, do you know that in uh, double headers? I mean, it makes everything tricky. They could easily lose three or four here. I think they'd be uh, you fortunate to go away with a, a, a split. Not fortunate. I think that normally when the Rockies are coming here, you and I are saying, you know what? This is the kind of team you take three or four from. Double headers are splits. Half the time, double headers yeah. are splits. That just doesn't matter. You have the best team in the league and the worst team in the league. You play two games in a day, half the time, it's a split. So what happens tonight and what happens Sunday? So Well, and the good thing for the Padres tonight is they have they have Joe Musgrove pitching, which helps not only in the fact that he they win the they win the game, 
almost every time he pitches, um, but also that he gives them length. And so they need a rested bullpen going into tomorrow because you're probably not getting more than four or five innings out of Clevenger. You're not getting more than usually not getting more than six innings out of Gore. You don't have Martinez to piggyback. And then you have Martinez actually pitching on on Sunday. So they're going to need some length out of the out of the bullpen. And so this is a good night for Musgrove to have one of his typical games and and go seven innings and give some guys some rest. And so here's the interesting thing. And, and Joe, look, it's further along in the season. He did not have that problem after he threw the complete game last year in Anaheim in September. But er, after last year's no-hitter on April 9th, it took him three or four starts to get back to feeling himself. Uh, now, the Padres are leaning into this whole six-man and now seven-man rotation, but let's just mm-hmm. call it a six-man. It's a seven because of the doubleheader. And so Joe had an extra day off last year he was still going every five days right, but uh, right. still still he threw a career high 114 pitches you had the adrenaline of it he really wanted that no hitter um and and so you know we'll see how he responds tonight at some point joe musgrove is going to go out there and not throw at least six innings and give up two or fewer earned runs that's just unreal what he's doing right now right right i mean and you you would hope it's not tonight with what's coming up but you're right. I mean, it's like you knew Taylor Rogers wasn't going to save every game that he got called on to save, and he didn't. So, you know, that every every pitcher gets hit. It's just a question of uh, of of how often, basically. And and for the Padre, for the sake of the Padres right now, they have had a lot of guys that have not gotten hit uh, very often, at least, especially in their uh, in their rotation. I mean, Manaya was fantastic the other night you know, pitching against a really good team. And yeah, they got a big lead, which helps, but, but he was really good early when it wasn't a big lead. And, and you know what it's, it's, you, you got to point it out. Um, like it, I didn't for my first edition story and I felt badly. And so then I made sure that I did uh, that Pete Alonzo and Starling Marte were out. Right. And it's like, I absolutely should do that because that changes the Mets for sure. Right. Pete Alonzo against Sean Manaya, who is pitching really well, but he also has a tendency good hitters hit a ball a long way against him sometimes. So that's big. But you know what else I remember is that is every other writer when they play the Padres and beat them saying they didn't have Fernando Tatis Jr. I mean, it's, you know, (laughs) no, I know, I know exactly what you, I knew where you were going with that. And I I know exactly what you, what you mean, that that's what, uh, what it's come to. So, well, it seems like we've come full circle with, uh, with Tatis. So we will, uh, uh, we'll call it here. A weekend. We'll wish everyone a safe weekend. Wish you safe travels to Chicago. And we will talk to you from Wrigleyville on Monday. That is where I'll be. Thanks, everybody.